0: Hi, and welcome to the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the Stepping Up, Being a Stepdad in Relationship episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. I coach men who are struggling in relationship, how to communicate effectively, build trust, and deepen intimacy so they can be the best version of themselves in relationship and live the life they love. So, being a stepdad definitely comes with its challenges, and it can be rewarding as well. As a stepdad myself, from previous marriages and my current marriage, I've been there, and I know firsthand what it's like. And in my experience, the biggest learning I had was not trying to take the place of their dad, which was what I tried to do the first time around. I was present in their lives and it was very rewarding for me, yet I tried a little too hard to be their dad. And when the marriage unfortunately ended, it was a huge loss for me. And from what I understand, was a big loss for them as well. And in moving forward as a stepdad and without going into a whole lot of detail, I made a commitment to be more of an uncle figure. You know, being supportive and present, but not trying to be the dad. And it worked out much better for all those concerned. And I'm not going to lie, man. I mean, being a stepdad can be really complicated. And that's why I thought I would do an episode about it to help those who are stepfathers or going to be stepfathers, to help them navigate being a step-parent and the impact it can have on your relationship. So I'll start by sharing Nathan's story. Nathan, not his real name, was referred to me in my clinical practice, initially for his anxiety. In working with him and giving him tools to help with his anxiety, what kept coming up in our sessions was the conflict he was having with his stepkids and with his wife. And I shared some ways that I thought would be helpful in terms of communicating you know, being vulnerable, having empathy, you know, being the uncle instead of the dad and whatnot. And it certainly helped, but I thought it would be better for the whole family to get involved. And so I referred him to a family therapist and I continued to see him individually. Now, I'll give you some background on Nathan. After going through a divorce and with no children of his own, he had found love again with a woman named Nina not her real name. Nina had two children, a 10-year-old boy named Jake and a 13-year-old girl named Emily, not their real names, of course. Their biological father was present in their lives. And Nathan had the best intentions, you know, stepping into the role of a stepfather, yet it wasn't without any challenges. I mean, he was really eager to bond with Jake and Emily in the worst way. The thing was, he was a little too eager and would unintentionally overstep his boundaries. You know, like giving unsolicited advice and disciplining the kids without fully understanding that they already had a relationship with their biological father and that they were accustomed to their mother's way of doing things. And this ended up causing tension between him and the kids and eventually Nina. Even though he was trying to be a supportive fatherly presence, Nathan had basically jumped into being the dad too fast and assumed a parental role before establishing a solid foundation with the kids. And this led to resistance and resentment as Jake and Emily felt this pressure to accept this new authority figure in their lives without any time for them to really get to know each other and ease into it. And Nathan so badly wanted to be a positive influence, yet he struggled to express his feelings and his concerns effectively. So there were misunderstandings with the lack of open communication, and it created an even bigger gap between him and the stepkids. Well, over time, things came to a head. The family was in chaos. Uh, Jake was doing poorly in school, and Emily had run away to her girlfriend's house for a few days. And Nina was putting the blame on Nathan, and Nathan got defensive, saying she wasn't stepping up to the plate as a parent, and it got pretty ugly. And this was when I referred Nathan to a family therapist and continued working with him individually. He was able to convince Nina that they should go to family therapy, and she agreed. So they went, and got to the bottom of the underlying issues, and started to learn strategies to strengthen their bond as a blended family. So here are some of the things they worked on. The first thing was, instead of trying to be a parent right away, he focused on building individual connections with both the kids. He started spending quality one-on-one time with Jake and Emily. And for Jake, it meant joining him in his love for sports, and for Emily, it was engaging in activities like movies and reading. With the help of the therapist, the family was able to establish clear expectations and boundaries. Nathan and Nina talked openly about their parenting roles, and they let the kids know that they presented a united front. For example, Nina and Nathan would collaborate with the household issues and consequences. And this clarity helped to lessen any confusion, which gave the kids a sense of security. Nathan also learned the importance of active listening and mindful communications, something that we had worked on. He began to really pay attention to Jake and Emily's concerns and feelings without trying to solve everything, you know? And by validating their experiences, it allowed them to feel seen, heard, and understood, which helped to create a sense of trust. Well, Nathan got the idea that building a strong step family takes time. And he practiced patience and understanding, You know, allowing Jake and Emily to gradually accept him into their lives. And this transformation was gradual. You know, It took some time. But as he gained their trust, the tensions that once threatened their marriage and family began to dissipate. Nathan remained committed to his growth. He read books on step-parenting, he attended a support group, and he continued to work with me. And he didn't always get it right, like most of us. (laughs) And his old patterns would show up from time to time, Yet, his marriage with Nina grew stronger than ever, and they got through the complexities of raising a stepfamily together. Nathan's journey showed that with commitment and a willingness to learn and adapt, even the most challenging family dynamics can transform into fulfilling and, for the most part, harmonious relationships. So, hopefully now you have a better sense of how to be a better stepdad right? Well, I'm going to break down what research says about how to improve your chances at being a good stepdad. So here we go with some general guidelines, not for everyone, just basic stuff here. Um, Well, the first thing is to make sure your relationship with the mother or the biological parent is solid and supportive, right? Yeah, I mean, when you're able to communicate effectively and collaborate to problem solve with each other, then it makes it much easier when there's a child involved. And it's a crucial first step. The research is clear. You know, communicating effectively as a family helps to create a healthy family dynamic. Next is building trust and respect. It is so important. And as a stepdad, you want to allow relationships with your stepchildren to develop naturally without trying to force closeness, you know? Just be real, be consistent, be reliable, and have as many positive interactions as possible so you can build trust over time. Research also suggests that effective stepdads take on a more supportive role. Like I mentioned in my case about me taking on more of an uncle role, right? Helping out with parenting responsibilities without overshadowing the mom or the biological parent. You know, this is all about finding a balance between being involved and respecting the primary parent-child relationship. And with that balance, it's also important to create a balance between discipline and support. Research suggests that effective stepdads are authoritative but also empathetic. You know, Understanding the importance of nurturing a positive relationship with the stepkids. Another really important thing to do that I shared in Nathan's story, and that is to build individual relationships with the stepkids. Research emphasizes the importance of spending one-on-one time with the stepkids, engaging in activities that they enjoy, and you really showing genuine interest in their lives. And of course, with all of this comes patience. You know, understanding that being a stepdad is a long-term process and patience is critical as blending a family takes time. Research says that stepdads who approach their role with the long-term in mind and have more realistic expectations are more likely to succeed. And one last thing that I'll add is to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And taking care of your own well-being is crucial for stepdads. It's crucial for everybody. <laughs> um, the research indicates that maintaining a healthy work-life balance, getting support when you need it, and practicing self-care all help in the overall effectiveness in the family dynamic. Whether it's stepkids or your own kids, it's so important. So take care of yourself. Now, as I mentioned, these are some general guidelines and they may not work for all step families. And again, it can be complicated. You know, and if you've tried these things and it's not working, I highly recommend getting professional help. And I think, you know, having the intention to be open and flexible to adapt and most importantly to commit to continued learning and growth for yourself will make your journey as a stepdad much easier and more fulfilling. I found a quote that I really like from an unknown source. It says, quote, a stepfather is not a title. It's a badge of honor earned through love, patience, commitment, and the choice to be there for a child. That's what it's all about. And on that note, I'll wrap up this episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the Stepping Up, Being a Stepdad in Relationship episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. Thank you for listening. Coming up on the next episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast, I'm going to tackle a delicate and serious topic, violence in relationships. I recently saw the new movie version of The Color Purple, which depicts violence in relationships. That, along with hearing a couple in the apartment next door having a violent argument this morning, and the seemingly endless reports on the news of relationships ending in tragic violence, I decided I would address the topic in the next episode. I'll be sharing Warren's story of how he almost lost his life in a heated argument. A story that might surprise you and I'll share some insight as well. Please join me for the Why Violence is Never Okay in a Relationship episode. Now, if you have any suggestions or topics for the podcast, any comments you'd like to share, or have any issues in your relationship you need help with, please email me at bill at com. That's bill at com. And remember, you can schedule a free hour-long, no-strings-attached consultation with me simply by visiting my website at menonthepathtolove.com. That's menonthepathtolove.com. And as always, if you know someone you think might get something out of listening to this podcast, please share the link and share the love. And until next time, keep your heart open and stay on the path to love.